Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Fuller. My guest today is Greg Adela, who ran for mayor in the city of Albany this, this past year. And Greg is going to summarize his campaign, what he's learned, what was good, what was bad, what was ugly. So, Greg, what well, what's the most studying thing that you learned during the past year? Well, firstly, uh, thanks again for having me on. Cynthia, it's, it's been a pleasure over these past three years to be on your show. Uh, so what did I learn? Uh, what did I learn? Well, I learned a lot. I feel, you know, I took a year of my uh, a life and I put my entertainment career of 20 years on pause. I lived off what I saved uh, for 20 years. And I think what I've learned um, most is there is, and, and running especially as an independent, there is a real um, solid found, uh, foundation and population in Albany that wants change. Uh, they really want to break from the two-party system uh, that are fed up with what's been happening in Albany, especially over the past seven and a half years. Um, and I think that uh, these people, uh, the community, um, throughout Albany are looking for uh, real, I think real people from the community to step up into these uh, roles. Um, but just, you know, we can get right to it. I mean, apathy won this election. So, I mean, you're not going to have change when people don't come out and vote um, in, in any city, not just Albany. Now, you ran, Alicia ran, and mm-hmm. Valerie ran as a write-in. There mm-hmm. were many, many people that did not vote. They stayed home. Yeah. So all those people who stayed home, mm-hmm. do you think that they're responsible for not getting substantial change in the city of Albany? Well, the, part of the onus is on them for sure, yes. I think everyone is just uh, – I feel what I've learned is, you know, people put a lot of emphasis on national elections and they try to uh, remedy Washington, D.C., uh, and, but they don't take interest in their own backyard to where their tax dollars are being uh, affected and uh, how effective change can take place. I think that when you have, you know, 13,000 people that come out to vote and 40,000 people sit on the sidelines, that's a real problem. So I equate that to lack of trust throughout the years in Albany. There's no motivation. There's no pride. Um, you know, there's a lot of demoralization, not only with city employees, but also on residents. And you, you really need people, and, I, and I've been talking about this for over a year, I, you really need people from Albany or the capital region to get involved. Albany administration is full of carpetbaggers. And they, look, I could tell your audience this in three words. They don't care. And, and, and if anyone wants to talk to me on the side, I'd be willing to talk to them about that statement because uh, they just don't. There's no accountability to local ties, roots, um, the pulse, the temperature of the capital region. They don't. They're in it for their own gain to get promoted to other uh, parts of, of uh, government. And 
they're just going to dirty up Albany and then just forget about it and move on. And that's a real shame because you don't see that in the outlying uh, suburban areas. And uh, I can't for the life of me understand that way that, how that doesn't vex people or get them fired up to get these people out of office. Uh, so the onus is definitely uh, on, uh, you know, a part of it is, is on the voters because as I imagine the other candidates can tell you, and when you're walking the streets and campaigning, you can't be everywhere all the time. You can't meet everybody. Um, and I think that, but also uh, partially to blame is because, you know, a lot of these entrenched politicians, they just, uh, you know, uh, sway and go with however the wind blows. The media is, 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 is partially to blame in a, in, a, in a pretty substantial way as well. I mean, it was lackluster coverage for everybody. Um, it was, it was, had purposeful intent in that way, in my opinion, and many people's opinion. Um, I'm not bitter over that. I'm just, you know, citing uh, truth to it. No one wanted to really cover it. And when they did, they waited until, you know, two weeks out to grant people, you know, print coverage and um, uh, print and TV interviews. Um, and, they, and they belittled. They belittled, uh, impugned, undermined uh, my campaign, which was run with integrity, honesty. I stayed to the message of, you know, gang violence and crime and what I've seen in the West Hill for over three years. And uh, they blew it off. So it's just shame. Shame on the media for doing that. Um, and, and they deserve to be held accountable for, I feel, the low turnout because, um, you know, it really, as a community, you really have to promote and engage uh, the community. Uh, and I just don't feel it, it was done in a proper uh, civic way. You, you know, you, your family has had the business um, in, in West Hill for many yes. years, correct? Yeah, Quail Auto Sales, 78 years this year, yes. Okay, so then your family lived through the corning years. During mm -hmm. the corning years, were people more engaged back then? I know that you were born, you know, in yeah. the, in, when corning was on his way out, but I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, your family talked about that. Um, mm -hmm. Was was corning more engaged in the community? Did he care more? So, I, why hasn't that transferred to other candidates who have run? Well, I think that, you know, speaking obviously, you know, at 47, well, I'm 47 now that, you know, it was later years. And I, I learned more about Corning from, you know, history books and uh, stories passed down from, you know, family and, and the community. Uh, there was also, you know, the Corning area was also fraught with uh, fraud mm -hmm and um, bullying and, and stuff of that nature. And I think that that's deep in the DNA of people of Albany, which I feel is on the way out. I, I do. I think in another, look, I think in another 20 years, it can be fully gone. I really do. Um, I think that, I mean, and, and it's no secret. I mean, they bought the election. You know, Corning was very much, he was pro-Albany, which is good. Uh, but, I mean, you're, you're paying people $5 to vote for you. Uh, so I think that's, that is a tad criminal. 
And if how it hasn't transferred over, uh, I believe that there have been uh, attempts to where they've tried to write uh, the train in the way of uh, breaking away from that um, and starting anew uh, with you know, Whaling, uh, Whaling, excuse me, um, and Jennings. And um, I still feel in those times that, in my experience, that it still had this um, bleeding over of the Corning era uh, and no one really, they just kept, in other words, let me, let me sum it up this way. This area is notorious for romanticizing the past. And I can't say it enough as the past is the past. And the stronghold that the Corning era may have had, it ceases to exist. I just spent a year with the underbelly here. It doesn't exist. It's, it's a figment of everyone's imagination. And I can prove that because look at the lackluster turnout of votes. I mean, Sheehan and her people and the media call this victory a landslide when she gets 7,900 votes. Well, I, I, got, I got 17% of the votes. I had 2,204. That's not a landslide. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's apathy. So I think people are really just in that juxtaposition in, of uh, soured on national politics. It's bleeding into local politics. Uh, and I think that um, when things settle down some and people can uh, get more of uh, a less myopic view on politics in Albany, that real change will happen. But we've got to have, you know, you really got to have people step up and get good candidates. I mean, I've worked my tail off in my career, um, and I felt, you know, I was really, really looking forward to working with the community, uh, the suburbs, the people. I had, uh, I felt really great momentum. And you need more people like myself and, and, um, and other candidates uh, throughout the, the capital region to want to get involved um, because you're just going to have these same people and just acquiesce to this whole democratic uh, quote unquote machine that really, that really isn't there. They're really, they're really subpar, these elected officials. And I'm talking right down to the ward leaders and I'm not saying anything personal against them. I would never do that because that's not fair and I'm not perfect and I don't have the panacea, but these people don't show up. They don't at all. It's this very clicky feel. And for someone that didn't grow up in a clique through school or, you know, uh, even in my career, uh, it's, it's very, it's an immature approach. And it's, it's very disheartening because um, it's, it's the community uh, in Albany and the capital region, uh, so the community at large, absolutely, in my opinion, deserves better than uh, these elected officials that are in there now. Well, years ago, the uh, committee people and the ward leaders, they used to get paid for their efforts to do Mm -hmm. the petitions and, you know, the nuts and bolts of politics. But today they don't. So I think uh, since you don't get people who are paid and uh, just volunteers, I don't think you're going to get the same quality of people as years ago when they were paid to keep things going. Would you agree? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, money, you know, nine out of 10 questions in life can be answered with money. Uh, I think that, you know, we spoke about this before throughout the campaign is I, I truly feel that morale can go further than money at times. And these people are not motivating, uh, are not motivating, um, they're not motivational people to get people motivated to their cause or to their beliefs because uh, they're worried about themselves. So I think if you can really have a clear cut point of uh, being, you know, a motivator and also being real with these people, I mean, you can see right through some of these people when you meet them. They have blank eyes, just a stare. Um, there's, and I think it's just because they're entrenched and they acquiesce. There's no individuality to speak up against anything. Um, and that's what, that's what really is, um, is sad. So I think that, you know, if, you know, hey, look, I had a great team of volunteers, and I paid them. Hold that thought, Cynthia. Uh, for, sorry about that. My, my earbuds popped out. I'm sorry about that to you and your audience. Okay. I think that, you know, I had a great team of volunteers, and, you know, uh, I think in, 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 in this aspect, I treated them with respect because that's what I know, and that's how I was brought up. And if you treat them right, which I did, and we had, um, we had multiple um, appreciation parties for them, and I think that's, that's fair, and I think it's right, and they appreciated that. And then they wanted to do more. And I really think that if you take that, um, that approach, you will get, um, you'll get higher quality, so much, you know, volunteers, but it will also spread a positive message and that will help, um, you know, spread, spread the word more about these candidates, um, when the media uh, won't pick up on it. Now you decided to run for mayor because of an incident in front of your family business, right? Correct. That was the, the, well, it started three years ago. I started getting involved because the first murder of 2018 happened in front of our business. I started covering it through video series uh, in the West Hill over the, um, over the past three years in between. And it was last August when the mayor had said in the Times Union, um, that so-called paper, that, um, you know, if you're hitting a, if you're hit by a stray bullet and it's not intended for you, um, and you're with somebody, it's, a te- you're, it's intended for you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that's when I said, that's it. Um, I'm going to try this. I put a team together, and then throughout this campaign, you know, back in May, I unfortunately uh, watched my uh, neighbor who worked at the corner store die uh, right in front of me uh, as a victim of a drive-by shooting. Um, and I, I, I've been giving a voice to that community uh, for, you know, over three years now. And what's terribly vexing is nothing seems to be done. I mean, there's solution in neighborhoods of, of, um, of people that are disadvantaged economically is to ignore them. And also, you know, to fight crime is they put up street lights to brighten up the streets, to which I responded, they're shooting each other in the daylight. 
So right. there, there's, you know, and, and that goes back to like, your initial question of sort. They're out of touch. Everyone is afraid to go out and talk. And that's what's really irritating because the human condition wants to forgive. They want to be heard. But when you ignore them, that's when anger grows. So nothing's perfect, but if you at least show up and show empathy that way, uh, I, I really feel is that when you can, that way rather, you'll start to um, gain that trust back. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the interview, there's no trust in Albany. There's, there's just none. And everyone fights themselves. They can't get out of their own way. It's a real shame. It's a real, it's a real clicky uh, group um, that uh, I, I just don't feel there's, there's any need or room for that uh, at all. Now, if they're a clicky group, do they look at outsiders as, we don't want you here? Would you I say that is correct? I think there's, I think there is thoughts of that. Absolutely. Um, sure. Uh, you know, I think that happens in any type of um, arena to where there's jealousy or a threat. And I, I, my, myself and my family are just not that way. And our reputation in the community can back me on that. And it's, it's, you know, because like the Dems wanted me, you know, uh, to get behind me, the Republicans, conservatives wanted to endorse me, and I respectfully declined it because I said this is too important. This is about humanity and real issues of the city and violence uh, that's happening. And, you know, I'm sorry that if I, you know, uh, actually I'm not sorry uh, in the way of, uh, you know, hey, 2,200, over 2,200 people came out and voted for me. And that's a big, it's a big number, especially in Albany, for an independent a first-timer. And I think that if they were more open and inclusive, um, they, they themselves could learn from outsiders uh, that are willing to get involved um, and willing to be mentored. So, yes, I think that absolutely occurs because you, 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 see, you see that throughout this whole process when you're interviewed by unions and businesses you know, seeking endorsement, uh, they, well, I can tell you, the people I met with, the unions, they're fed up with this administration, fed up, yet they won't admit that publicly. Why? Follow the money. Follow the money. They're nervous that they won't get their money. They're nervous that the stimulus package, one, one time, I'm telling you, if there was a, a stimulus package coming through, I think this election would have had different results. I really do mean that. Because, when you sit and meet with these people, they, they'll tell you, you, you know, they said, Greg, you've got, you're articulate, you're motivated, you care, your family cares, you've got a good brand, but we're going to back the incumbent. And I say to them, no hard feelings. You know, you folks have livelihood, um, you know, and I respect that. But if you want change, you have to get out from behind trees and change. And like I said before, the same people that want, wanted this woman out, some of those people are the same people that put her in. And you're not going to have uh, growth, change. Albany's going to stay stagnant. Um, and, I, and I feel that for four more years because, you know, they say, well, Sheehan's done this and Sheehan's done that. Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, there's a lot of people that won't come to Albany. And I've said it in, in, in the forums, debates, and interviews. 
if you don't curb that gang violence and, and, and secure a, a positive quality of life, you can build and say whatever you want, but people will not come to the city. If they don't feel safe, they won't do it. They won't. Mm-hmm. And, it's embarrass- and it's embarrassing. The capital city, it's an embarrassment. No one shows up to vote. The, street, the streets are filthy. These people just hide. Her whole administration, they're cowards. I mean that. I know there's some good people in there. I know that. And that's true. You, I, couldn't, I couldn't say everybody. But her top people, no, nah, they're, they're, um, they're cowards. They're immature. Uh, they play to an audience on the Internet rather than real people in the community. And, that's, and that in lies the real shame of this administration. Uh, and and it's, it's not going to get better. Now, uh, Kathy had said that she was only going to run for two terms, and then mm-hmm. she used COVID as an excuse for a third term. Mm-hmm. Do you think, you think this term is a swan song, or do you think she'll find another excuse? She, no, she won't find it. What she's doing is she's doing this, in my opinion, and, and many other people's professional opinion that, that understand uh, this arena, is she's doing this for uh, a, another appointment through, through, within government. I mean, come on. I mean, that's why she's, you know, side by side with Hochul, you know. And, and, and if anyone in their right mind, uh, if she seeks an appointment, looks at her resume and says, what have you done? What have you done? You, you, you broke the rules. You, you broke your word. You never balanced the budget like you said you were going to, and she chastised the previous mayor for not being able to do that. She doesn't come out. She doesn't show up. There's no accountability. And uh, I think that, uh, no, this, this is definitely it for her. Um, if she decides to run again, everyone should see right through that and how, because she's wealthy, that she's buying the election. Um, but no, she, she, I think after this, and I, I, I'm, I truly feel this, that she's done in Albany. I, I think there are so many people that are fed up with her. I mean, look, look at the numbers. Look, people didn't vote. There was also a faction of people, Cynthia, that didn't vote as a protest against her. And I said, when you do that, you gave her a vote. Right. So mm-hmm. um, this is, that, that's, that's why I say the onus is, is, is a two-way street here um, with apathy. But, um, no, I, I think that, uh, no, the, you know, there, there's a lot, this administration just really shouldn't be trusted on many levels, uh, and especially down to the, the core of humanity. And you know you what, know, I'm, so you... tired of, I'm tired of, of people of her nature blaming COVID when there are other states in the country, okay, red and blue, as people categorize them, that are thriving, that have got through COVID, that are doing things. So this whole play on, oh, it's COVID this, it's because they're inept at their job. These are inept people that are just there for themselves. I mean, look, look I talked about it in my, in my campaign. They, they talk about being fiscally responsible, yet she gave herself and her staff raises in the budget. So it's, 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 it's right there in black and white. You know, you, you uh, mentioned the phrase a few minutes ago that people 
were in the wrong place at the wrong time, mm-hmm. dealing with the murder in the West Cells. Mm-hmm. Would you say that Kathy Sheehan is in the wrong place at the wrong time? Absolutely. She, she is a, she is a, a subpar uh, mayor. I don't think her heart's in it. Um, and in fact, all the high brass that I spoke with that are in, in that arena uh, in Albany and the county, she's, she just doesn't want to be there. I think it's just a power grab, and she's looking for, uh, you know, to move up the ladder in, in this business um, that is fraught with fraud and um, just real sinister um, people that just truly are so disconnected that they only care about themselves. And it's really sad. And it's, it's a lot of phoniness. Um, so I think she's definitely in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I tried my best, you know, to send her packing back to the Midwest. But, you know, Albany votes this way, Cynthia, uh, then the city reaps what it sows. So do you think that because of the outcome of this election, that more people will be packing their bags and leaving this community. Yeah, I, I you know, I unfortunately uh, have to say yes to that. I, and and it, it makes me sad. I met a lot of great people, that great people, uh, that I, I, I've actually become friends with and stay in touch with. And I still want to be accessible to the community. And many of these people own properties, and they're done. They're, they're getting nothing for their taxes, and uh, they're just tired of the violence, the filthy streets. They can't get through to City Hall. Communication is nil, uh, which is embarrassing. And uh, for, I've, seen, I've seen them. Their for sale signs are popping up. So uh, I, I just, it, it's just, it's a real shame because Albany and the entire region deserves better. And it just lost. Uh, it, it, just, it, just, it just got set back. Um, it took two steps back after this election, and it just cannot. These people cannot get out of their own way. They can't. They're not paying would attention. You, They're not e- Go ahead. I'm sorry. We just have a couple of minutes left. You know, sure. what, I find, what I find very interesting is election after election, the Democrats stay in the majority. Mm-hmm. But in comedy, there was a switch from a Democrat to a Republican. That mm-hmm. really surprised me. That, that, yeah, and know, I, that, that people would be willing to make a change like that. But here in the city, nobody wants to make that change. No, they don't want any type of a change. It's complacency, right? So, uh, you know, look, Colony is is uh, just as almost just as big as albany and honestly a lot of people are going to be moving to colony and it's it really colony has everything it's not perfect no nothing's perfect but it has a quality of life that is light years ahead of albany it has um what is needed you know what people find if they got to move you know better taxes better services um and, and they're speaking up. They want that. They want change, and they're willing to do it. And also, look, like in Colony, Peter Crummy, he's a Colony guy. This is the thing. They're investing in people that are from the area. 
And that's what Albany cannot do. It's, it's just a stomping ground for people to, to mess up the streets here in Albany and then move on up the ladder of sorts to their next position. And that is a shame. Wow. So, Greg, we're out of time. And it's been a pleasure talking with you, you know, during your whole campaign. And I hope that, you know, you'll stay involved. You'll contact me whenever you want to say something. You're always welcome on Focus on Albany. So you've been listening to – go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say thank you, Cynthia. I mean, and to your audience. You know, uh, we became friends three years ago. You're a delight to talk with. You you really get involved. You care. Um, so, So thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. So you've been listening to Greg Adela, and he ran for mayor in the city of Albany. I'm Cynthia Fuller. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye.